Tonight, Disney Cruise Line has announced an inside-out themed candy shop for the Disney Wish. Wait until you see the turning red bathrooms. Walt Disney World has again raised ticket prices, but now with no face masks, you can hear the guests cursing them out. <laughs> Actually, hear it again. That's right, face masks are no longer required, which means Disney can finally reopen the NBA experience. COVID is over. I can't wait to do that thing where you, the bungee thing. You've read WWE News Today. Now it's time for WWE News Tonight. Live from WDWNT Celebration near the Walt Disney World Resort, it's WDW News Tonight with Tom Corliss and Nicholas Cicero. Tonight, if Disney Hollywood Studio attraction names were honest, we reveal the top seven biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World, the yeah, S7, and more. I'm Nicholas Cicero. Now, here's your host, Tom Corliss. Hello, I'm Tom Corliss, and based on what we saw today, Disney guests have a 100% vaccination rate. Good job, nah. everybody. Yeah. Way to go. Way We're to winning. Go. Please hit the like button, subscribe, and if you're really enjoying this nonsense, you can leave us a super chat. Your donations will be used to photograph dirt piles being moved from one side of Epcot to the other. <laughs> That's essentially what our reporters do on a day-to-day -day basis. How's it going, Nick? Good, good. I had an interesting week. I've done double the work now. I've been on two WDWNT shows this week. I, what other show were you on? Yeah, right there. Thank you. Yeah. What was he on? I, I did some deep in the plus this week. Talking about Book of Boba Fett. When did we get split yeah. screen, by the way? What is this? <laughs> what is this? Love it. A little bit of me, a little bit of Tom. Back in the day, I used to have to, I used to, have to go over here if we wanted a two shot. You know, not anymore. Look at this technology. This technology. Make sure I'm in it. There yeah. you go. Wow. This is what your super chats were used for. Well, really man. said it. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So what were you were on Deep in the Plus? Deep in the Plus. Yeah. Wow. For uh, Mandalore. Book, Book of, of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Same thing, different name. <laughs> we're drinking root beer now. So now I what? understand the name because I, I was like, I always like made fun of it because I was like, all right, you're, you stopped going Deep in the Plus, but they kept, it was genius. They kept the name, but changed the meaning of the name. Now they just go deep into popular shows <laughs> that are on the plus. Did Rob give you like a promotional thing to read? What's <laughs> no, but I, what did Rob but, well, no, no, but I, I'm on it, so you should watch. There you go. Got to promote so, Rob's shows, yeah. his t-shirts, it's all this. This is just a promotional vehicle for yeah, Rob the, at this point. Yeah, this show. Horizons That's sold out. Put that oh, away. Oh, okay. If you're well, in person, we do have a few left, but Horizons, the Horizon shirt right. completely sold out now online. You can't get it online anymore. We have a couple. I think there's a handful in, inside. Um, but yeah, we still have our oh. sunny, sunny Eclipse shirts. Still got some of those. I'll talk about those in a little bit, but anyway. Very good. Yeah, you're on two shows this week. Yeah. Don't, uh, man, I'm, I can't barely I'm get you to commit to one. Yeah, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I had an interesting moment this evening. As many of you know, Jico just reopened yep. a cooking place at Animal Kingdom Lodge, our favorite. 
Um, I just came back from there. We had a five o'clock reservation. Still cut it a little close here tonight. Um, and it was wonderful. It was really great. But but it was my first, I hadn't been out all day today. Obviously, the first day without masks required indoors and outdoors at Disney World. And so I, uh, my first maskless indoor moment was walking into Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I thought it was pretty magical. I love that hotel. I think that's the greatest lobby they've ever built. It's really cool. And uh, I don't know, it's pretty mad. That and then going into Jico is a surreal moment. It's like these things that you haven't been able to do um, since March of 2020. And it was you like, realize oh. that restaurants outside of Walt Disney World, you, you could go into without a mask. Those are scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know about this. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh, not, like, I don't have a side. I don't have a horse in this race. Um, but I don't know. I don't, you know, we went out to eat. We went to like a Red Lobster a couple of times. I sure. love Red Lobster. Yeah. That's my one, my one uh, chain restaurant I'll go eat at, the Red Lobster. Yeah. Those biscuits, man. Cheddar Bay Biscuits, where it's at, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't go out to eat a lot, do you? No. <laughs> I was going to say, what he, he's like, you know, if you go outside. <laughs> leave, leave the Nick's house. Nick's like, oh, I've got to play my Switch. <laughs> leave the house? That's hilarious. No. Yeah. No. That's what I thought. But being on Deep in the Plus doesn't require you to leave the house. No, nope, not at all. There you were. But Gico Review's coming out on the site very soon. It was excellent, by the way, as all three restaurants at Animal Kingdom Lodge are. Yeah. You should go eat there. It's the best hotel. But anyway, now the news. News. Why is that a thing? <laughs> Brought to you by the WWNT Interglobe Society. News. Disney is launching a new series of neighborhoods, and no, they're not areas of Epcot or Pixar Pier, but actual residential neighborhoods called Story Living by Disney. So if you stayed in an Incredibles room at the Contemporary and thought, man, I'd really like to retire in this, then boy, are you in luck. Oh, the uneven paint lines, the, the cheap furniture. This sounds great. I just want to spend the rest of my life in this. The first Cotino, is what it's called, is coming soon to Coachella Valley in Rancho Mirage, California. These communities designed by Walt Disney Imagineers are intended to, quote, inspire residents to foster new friendships, pursue their interests, and write the next exciting chapter in their lives. In fact, there will be a club membership, which will come with four magazines that used to be good, but now just consist of PR swill. I'm sorry, I was reading the D23 membership. I'm sorry. I apologize. Thanks, Jeffrey. In addition to the residential component, the Cotino community has zoning approvals for the development of a hotel as well. Yeah, maybe they'll finally build reflections somewhere. I don't know. Might be a good spot for it. Uh, there will also be a range of shopping, dining, entertainment offerings featuring the three Disney Springs retailers who ever turned a profit. They'll be there. So like Uniqlo and like one other, and then an Uno de 50 right in the middle of them. No one's ever been in Uno de 50. That's the joke. Never seen a human in there. Sometimes we place bets if there will be a person in Uno de 50 every time we go by. The whole thing is anchored by an approximate 24-acre grand oasis featuring the clearest turquoise waters with Crystal Lagoon's registered trademark technology. <laughs> Let's take a look. We have the concept art, I think, for the beach. Do we have this? Yeah, it looks good. I don't know. It looks really good to me. <laughs> excited. I'm excited about it. It's so blue. <laughs> How do they do it? A, a lot of rocks? Yeah, there's some rocks. It's all right. A portion of the oasis will include a professionally managed beach park with recreational water activities that can be accessed by the public through the purchase of a day pass. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's exciting. Disney says the key to their story of inspiration is the man himself, Walt Disney. 
man, I never get tired of them loosely tying concepts to Walt. Let's see what they did this time. Let's see how they managed to interweave this. Of all the destinations in the world, Walt Disney chose Palm Springs as his favorite special retreat, as he referred to it, his quote-unquote laughing place. <laughs> we still allowed to say that? I don't know. Is that one... That one, that song's okay. Which I don't know which ones are and which know. ones aren't anymore. But Walt, fun fact, by the way, how much Walt loved Palm Springs. He literally sold his home in Palm Springs to build Disneyland. So I don't know, maybe Disneyland's his favorite place? Maybe you should build something cool there. I don't know. Just an idea. I don't know. Retirement community at Disneyland? Okay. In Cotino. In Cotino at Disney Story Living, whatever it is. I, I give up already. In Cotino, a story living by Disney Community Lakeside Lodge, a voluntary club membership offers access to a waterfront clubhouse, a club-only beach, and recreational activities, as well as Disney entertainment and activities throughout the year at an additional fee. Of course, eventually your club membership will be converted to keys, and all access will be through a confusing reservation system. So, <laughs> eventually, yeah, because people 55 and up do great with the current system at Disney Parks. They'll, they'll be all right at this retirement community. Good. Boarding groups for like the kayaks. <laughs> How did, what? <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> it's a kayak. <laughs> but how do I get on it? You need a boarding group. What? Disney is sending surveys to guests questioning their commitment to the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh, it's getting rough, man. People are laughing at the, just the stories, not even the jokes anymore. In response, though, guests are sending Ch Bob Chapek a survey questioning his commitment to the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> we just want to make sure. We just want to make sure you're in this. You know, <laughs> want to make sure you care. One question indeed asks you about the level of certainty around your Star Cruiser trip, and one of the options is, quote, "Not at all committed. We're planning to cancel." And yeah, if you click that, uh, this will happen. No one's seen this movie. <laughs> it's like everyone's on the edge of their seat, like they don't know what's gonna happen. I, don't know. I once found those in the uh, village hot salad. There you go. They get killed. Spoiler alert. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Jake, aren't you glad I had you cut that together earlier today? That worked out. It's fair. That one's fair. I'm making it do it. Baby Yoda was in the room. He would have put, put the slugs to sleep and cuddled up next to him. Spoilers. It's been out for two it's weeks. It's been out for two weeks. Eric still hasn't, or have you seen it? You've seen it? Guests are also being surveyed. Are you eating like the loudest possible snack? It's like the, <laughs> the Just like a bag of Reese's. <laughs> He's trying really hard. He's like, <laughs> No one's watching, it's fine. <laughs> Guests are also being surveyed as to if they like Disney Enchantment better or worse than Happily Ever After or Wishes. What does that say about your new fireworks show if you have to ask people if it's better than the show from 20 years ago? <laughs> hey, remember before we had high-def projectors and using lights and cutouts, we had to make the castle kind of look like the sorcerer's hat? Yeah, is that better or worse than the show now? <laughs> is that, have we topped that yet? 
Yeah, it's not working out. Hey, Disney, please reach out and find someone else to write a nighttime show. We're begging you. There you go. Yes, the crowd agrees. <laughs> Reese is all around. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure displays have been removed from the Epcot Experience Preview Center. It's reported the exhibits will be replaced with those promoting the next phase of the expansion. So get ready to learn all about the festival events field and the water playground, everyone. <laughs> the next phase of the expansion, phase two. Uh, they are indeed theming the support column of the Xandarian Star Blaster outside of Cosmic Rewind. Jay, can we show people? Uh, I don't know if people got to see this today. There you go, they've themed it. There's a base around it, yeah, that's a thing. Also this week, the first Cosmic Rewind merchandise arrived on Shop Disney. Do we have that? I mean, it looks just like the Star Blaster. <laughs> they have the support and everything. It's, wow, that's it's really. Yeah. I know, it's a cool, it's a cool Xandarian yeah. Star Blaster bubble gun. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know what any of you are saying. In an interview with, <laughs> there's a lot of conversation happening. In an interview with The Wrap, Lin-Manuel Miranda stated that he already pitched an Encanto attraction to Bob Chapek. Chapek immediately gave his approval, but that's because he thought it was a pitch based on his favorite Disney film, Accounto. <laughs> we don't have a graphic for Accounto. We didn't make, we made no graphics for Accounto. Just one of the rats? The attraction will take place in the family's magical home, but somehow still won't offer any shade. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how they'll do it. Somehow the sun will strike you anywhere you are in the house. Funko Games has announced two new Walt Disney World 50th anniversary board games coming this spring. Uh, one of them in, uh, is called Disney Happiest Day. And in the Disney Happiest Day game, you all play until Bob Chapek is out of a job. <laughs> you get the happiest, the happiest day. Yeah. And in the Big Thunder Mountain board game, I know you're going to be getting this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you even know about this yeah. yet? Yeah. This is your thing, Western board game. I love right? it. Yeah. Uh, so in this game, you step off the stagecoach and into the cursed mining town of Tumbleweed. And with the right strategy and a dash of good old-fashioned luck, you may strike it rich. Of course, the easiest way to win this game, add lightning lane. <laughs> You'll win 40% faster than everyone else playing. Go ahead. Add some... I'm going to charge everyone in the town to access the mine. <laughs> you want to get in the mine faster? Well, let me show you. <laughs> Open this here doodad. That's so good. Boarding groups. <laughs> oh, man. The trailer has been released for Rescue Rangers uh, on Disney Plus this week, and I heard... The guy who watches this show while high is really excited about it. <laughs> he's really, he's really stoked. <laughs> oh man, he's probably it's on the other side of the screen. Are they talking about me? How much have I done? <laughs> A lot of fans are unhappy about the look of the film and the style of the comedy, of course, as it strays away from the original series. Of course, these people never saw Epcot Center and then visited Epcot in the last five years, so they don't know what that disappointment is like. It really prepared me for life as a Disney fan, liking Epcot Center. Anyway, Star Wars, The Princess and the Scoundrel, a new novel by Beth Revis. Man, I thought that was going to be some weird crossover with Princess and the Frog <laughs> for a second. I don't know. Princess and the Nerf Herder? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
down here in Mos Eisley. I got friends on the dark side. I can keep going all night. I can go all night with these. I don't like this. I guess not. All right. Fine, Regis. Be that way. The book will be hitting shelves on August 16, 2022, and this new Star Wars novel covers the wedding and honeymoon of Princess Leia and Han Solo. As it turns out, they honeymooned on the Halcyon Star Cruiser, a.k.a. the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. I mean, after all, she's a princess. She can afford it. So, you know, not hard to believe. This is getting bad now with this kind of... A whole book that's just promoting a hotel you can stay at. It's getting, yeah. it's getting rough out there. Getting rough out there. Let's head down I-4 to Universal. Universal is building Jurassic World and Back to the Future-themed escape rooms. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very cool. excited, yeah. Meanwhile, every resort hotel hallway feels like an escape room at Disney World since I can't get my door to open. So, <laughs> magic band, the phone, the guy comes <laughs> by, he's trying. They give me the card. The card doesn't work. They were there first. We got to read they some notebook it. and get the clues out of it. <laughs> Of course, the Back to the Future escape room will consist of you racing the clock to escape before your mother has intercourse with you. So, watch out for that one. All right, you've never seen the movie? It's what happens. It's literally, they're like, yeah, I guess so. All right, eat your Reese's. Who brings us the, who brings us the news? This program and many more are brought to you by Wigs, the WDWNT Interglobe Society. Support WDWNT to get early and exclusive access to content you can't find anywhere else, including exclusive post shows for WDW News Tonight, Park Center, and Cosmic Read Live each week. Exclusive programs detailed and our comedy riffing show, Ride Rehab Watches. Access to our Discord community and much more with tiers starting at $2 a month. For more information, visit patreon.com slash WDWNT or visit WDWNT.com and click the Patreon link. Join Wigs and unlock even more WDWNT. Do we have any Wigs here tonight? Thank you. Thank you for being Wigs members. Of course, a reminder, that ad is terribly out of date. We need to update that, by the way. There's a couple things that no longer exist in there. Um, but we do have, we're doing another Zoom with Tom on Monday night. So Ooh. if you are uh, 33 and up, you get to be a part of that. And if not, you get to watch it uh, after. We'll put it up for everyone to enjoy if you're a Wigs member. And of course, $7 and up, you get a post show tonight with us. So stay tuned for that. But we have a lot of show tonight. We have If Disney's Hollywood Studios Attractions Were Honest. We'll talk about that yeah. this evening. And as well, this is real big. This is the end of our countdown. This is it. We're going to talk about the top seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney. We're going to finish the whole countdown tonight. Sounds That's good. It. So lot, it's going to be a long segment. So we have a lot to do tonight. Sure Let's get on with it. Stick around for more tonight. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize. Live every minute. Open your eyes and watch how you win.
Got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. Guess I'm on my way. Mighty glad you stayed. Not bad, but funny. And thanks to Tony's, we don't even know what food is anymore. This isn't food. We can't eat most of this. Yeah, we can't eat any of this. That bag's a liar. Yeah, I just got so excited. to tell me twice to buy more popcorn buckets, probably. Uh, let's find out what's happening this week on Disney+. Plus. Uh, placemaker. <laughs> Someone got it. <laughs> All right, if that's no good, let's try this week at your local grocery store. We'll hit with one of these eventually. This week. Uh, gray stuff coupon. Excuse me. The music really makes it. It does. You'd buy that? Yeah. I'd buy that. It's in a nice collectible bottle. I'll buy it. any of this show. It's the stuff we don't <laughs> people laugh at. Uh, okay, so the last couple of weeks, in an effort to help people at home, because you know, like boarding groups and apps, all sorts of things about Disney World are super confusing, right, Nick? Yeah. You um, know. I can't get it. <laughs> Nick hasn't been to a park since the reservation system began. <laughs> oh, no. no, he can't figure it out. He hasn't been yet. Um, it's, it's almost the same. Yeah. 
But anyway, we wanted to make it easier for people. So people, you know, you'll often see people at the front of an attraction asking, like, what is this? Yeah. Is it a roller coaster? Does it go upside down? Is it a ride? Is it a show? Whatever. We thought sometimes the names of attractions aren't descriptive enough, like Rise of the Resistance. What does that mean, yeah, right? Know. Am I going up in an elevator? I don't yeah. know what's happening. So we have been doing a series of segments we call If Blah Blah Blah, whatever attraction names are on us. And we're going to continue tonight <laughs> with If Disney's Hollywood Studios attraction names were on us. Okay, so again, just to try to make it easier for tourists so they understand what they're getting into when they show up at the attraction. Let's take a look. Uh, the L.A. Driving Simulator starring Aerosmith. <laughs> it's pretty similar. It's a little easier to merge on that, right? <laughs> I find. Next one. Uh, Disney's most functional elevator. <laughs> the, one that, it's the one that works. Maintenance hasn't gotten to that one yet. <laughs> it's the best maintained, yeah. probably. Next one. Lightning McQueen rides a treadmill. <laughs> Come on, kids. Who wants to go watch Lightning McQueen ride a treadmill? Chick Hicks does something. I don't know. The baby rave. <laughs> Come on down to the baby rave. Presented by pull-ups, baby rave. Do what your kids do at home. <laughs> but you paid a bunch of money, but do it here too. Just keep doing it. Over and over. Sounds boring. <laughs> Any, nope, all right, cool. Next one. Next one. Random Germans fight elderly couple. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> Next. No one tell JPEG we're here. <laughs> Shh. FBR secret. This is not the cantina you were looking nah. for. Bogus cantina. Thank you, Sabrina. Really expensive paperweights. <laughs> Come build your own... Really expensive paperweights. Not a lie. <laughs> what do you use yours for? It's a display case. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. The child labor simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Want to learn where your Disney items come from? Come here and see for yourself. Why am I, put, why am I oh, putting boy. together popcorn buckets? Inconvenient. <laughs> An inconvenient truth. You're going to be engineered. Uh -huh. You're going to <laughs> oh, next one. Space Ratatouille. Uh, and uh, what's after that? Bad Ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> Teenage boys will be really good at this. <laughs> oh, they're, I can't keep up. <laughs> And I think one more. Walt Disney presents Things from After I Died. <laughs> there it is. A classic. <laughs> things from After I Died. A preview of some upcoming live action failure. Come, and, come in and cool off. There you go. If Hollywood Studios attractions were honest. Oh, boy. Fun times. Isn't that great, Nick? Super great. Yeah. <laughs> Do I still need to explain the child labor simulator to you? Do you understand that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Carousel of Products has two really great shirts available right now. 
We apologize. The Horizon shirt, as I said before, has sold out. They're gone. I got a Unless small over there. There's some. Are you going to buy that small one? No, no some, oh, someone wants want, it. There's, we have that a couple was other one we sizes. Used to show off. Yeah. We have a couple other sizes up there. We do still have stock of these, though. We have uh, Cosmic or a Sunny Eclipse performing daily at Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe. Mm -hmm. And we also have his backup singers. This is the one I prefer. I like this one. It's for the Space Angels, also performing daily at uh, Cosmic Rays. These are great shirts. Please pick them up. They're $20 each, as all our shirts always are at carouselofproducts.com. We have a lot of other great stuff on there too. You could also, as always, support WDW News Tonight by buying WDW News Tonight logo apparel, pins, magnets, all sorts of good stuff up there at Carousel Products. We're gonna take a commercial break. Still to come tonight, we're gonna finish our countdown of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World. Stick around for more. WDWNT presents Timekeeping, a year-by-year -year journey through the history of the vacation kingdom of the world. Join us for the premiere Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern or watch on demand anytime on the WDW News Today YouTube channel. WDWNT, the worldwide leader in Disney Parks news, this is Park Center. Join us each week for news and discussion topics from the Disney and Universal theme parks around the world. We cover the top stories in a quick, concise, and fun format. Then our panel breaks down and debates some of the biggest issues and what they mean for us, the Parks fans. From the latest announcements to openings and delays to scandals and snacks and merchandise and more, we cover it all in 90 minutes. Join us live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com forward slash WDWNT or watch episodes on demand anytime. Or subscribe to the audio version of the show on your favorite podcast app. 
backed by unpopular demand, it's Ride Rehab Watches, exclusive to Wings. Join us every other Friday at 9 p.m. for new episodes. Fall into our televoid and watch as we all get annoyed with videos drunk from the past and references that sure don't last. Watch those things we all avoid, see classic stuff that's been destroyed. What's the worst that can go wrong? Strangest furries, John Ritter at the seas, low budget figment, knockoff fuzzy, who's line cast and Colin Mockery, Danny K, scary puppet, shield and Yarnell, the Muppets, Castle K, Winnie the Pooh, Tweedle Zap, Timeless bottle of water off the table so people missed it all uh, let's find out the Disney Parks incorrect fact of the week in an effort to monetize the space the manatees at Epcot will be forced to man a t-shirt customization kiosk where guests can design and buy their own shirts <laughs> manatee <laughs> I broke Nick. <laughs> I love his little hat. Lil Joe! So we love you, Lil Joe and Lou. Oh my goodness. Make sure you go see them every time you're at Epcot. They're wonderful. Man um, a t-shirt. We have some man a t-shirt. Yeah, oh yeah. man. Uh, hey, uh, we have some super chats, I'm told. We're gonna try to turn on our fancy new super chat reading system. There it is. $20 from Living the Dream. We always enjoy the nonsense. Well, thank you. We'll keep making the nonsense then. Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, $10 from, trust my eyesight, oh boy, Swan, Swansea Searcher. I, I hope to see Bob Paycheck Topiary when I come in May. I assume France Pavilion, well-placed rat. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. And we got one more. Uh, $199 from uh, Kraken Teeth Gaming, disrespectful QRN, LOL. Okay, I need, what is it? What, did I read it wrong? Disrespect, oh, okay. Yeah, Nick's ad, yeah, I got it. No, I read it, I couldn't see it, everybody. I'm old and my eyesight's not There's also great. an emoji in there. There was, I can't see the emoji. What was the emoji? What was it, laughing? It was like silverish, though. Yeah. Wait, can you put that back up, Jake? Jake's like, no, they delete automatically. <laughs> It's, isn't it gray though? Is it yellow? I think it's just the font from Jake's thing. I don't know. Okay. Know. Whatever. Whatever. Thank you for your super chats. I will attempt to read them if you send them. <laughs> Let's see what's coming up on the show the next few weeks. Next week is a big, big oh. show. We are going to the grand opening of the Peppa Pig theme park next Woo! week. Get ready for that. Also, the other reasons next week is big. We're going to finish up our honest attraction names, but. The big segment next week is for the first time ever, we're going to decide all the combatants that will be in March Madness this year. So we're gonna sit here with a big old whiteboard and pick the 64 best ride scenes that are gonna be in that tournament. We're gonna to pick them. Okay. And 
That's going to happen wow. next week. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Uh, and then we are on break for a couple weeks to go because I'm going to space. So I need some time to go to space. And when I get back from, when I return from space, uh, we're going to have a uh, show on March 17th for St. Patrick's Day. Liquid Magic will be back. Mm -hmm. And as well, we will start March Madness, and that will run all the way through March 31st. Again, a tournament of the 64 greatest ride scenes that have ever existed, or attraction scenes, at Walt Disney World. It's 50-year history we thought would be fun to do. And also, if you're a Wigs member on those post shows, we're going to do a tournament of the 64 best restrooms at Walt Disney World. The bathroom tour. People are very excited they about are. the bathroom it's tournament. It's going to get heated. It's going to get very heated. I promise. But Nick, who brings us news tonight each and every week? News tonight is brought to you by the Vacationer, the engineers of your next magical vacation. Sit back and let their team of vacation planning experts craft your family's next magical Disney trip. The best part is their services are free. Visit WDWNT.travel for details. The Vacationer, the official travel agency of WDWNT. Thank you, Nick. Is it, is it time? Yeah, it is. It's time. Let's do it. Walt Disney presents Alright, no better place to start than this story. Drunk guests take clothes off and brawl at Disney Springs, slip on vomit into bushes during fight. Is this that is, is that the best like headline that we've ever I'm, posted? I'm pretty it's, proud of it, but I it's a top five. The lady driving down the steps, I still can't. Well, I mean, still can't just top everything one. involved with this headline. Take it's, off clothes, brawl, slip on Did you read vomit. the story? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Jersey girls, of course. So are these comments. Uh, James wrote, now that's what I call Disney Fights, Volume 6, new DVD <laughs> available for purchase in participating locations. Hmm. Uh, Mike wrote in, I hereby apologize and retract all my Disney Springs sucks tweets. <laughs> uh, you're just not staying long enough. <laughs> uh, Randy wrote this, I'm sure this is exactly what Walt envisioned that day in Griffith Park. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh man. Yes. All right, how about this story? This is a great picture you posted. Uh, this might be the oddest thing I've ever seen. The figments. Just the army of figments, yeah. as far as the eye can see. Mm. Uh, Red Hen wrote in, y'all, please do not forget that this is a popcorn bucket. A bucket for your popcorn. A bucket. Popcorn. Yeah. Uh, David is asking, is this the Ukrainian border? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I mean, someone said it. They do kind of look like gremlins. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Brian added, uh, ah, the new Russia-Ukraine invasion yeah, experience is, at yeah. Epcot Center. Yeah. Good yeah. thing we didn't build that pavilion. <laughs> oh, uh, Wallace wrote in, thought this was a parody of the Squid Game before I clicked on the picture. Wow. Only one figment bucket can remain. <laughs> uh, Jim wrote, rise of the popcorn bucket. Oh. Yeah. Stormtroopers and they move about there. as much as the stormtroopers do. Yeah. Uh, Jason chimed in with this one. The loud sound you hear is the prices on eBay for all these crashing and resellers hitting the floor crying. Uh, at Clayman seventy three wrote, uh, "There's five of them with golden tickets." <laughs> <laughs> 
Just a factory full of people going through these. Oh, my. Uh, oh, whatever tweeted this one. Uh, looks like some kind of horror movie at Universal Orlando. Look, maybe a house. Hashtag Halloween Horror Nights 31. If they make a popcorn bucket themed house this year, that would be, that'd be great. Just an eBay reseller house, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Stitch's Shadow tweeted this picture. Do we have that? <laughs> Come, play, Come with play with us. Uh, Harrison Price 33 tweeted out a picture himself of Clone <laughs> War. Yeah. 200,000 units. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at Carnivorous, sure. Carnivorous? Sure. Carnivorous lamb? lamb. Yes. I love buying cute popcorn buckets while on vacation and then packing them away when I get home, never to be seen from again. Yup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all, the most sane comment. We all have those tubs of popcorn buckets, right? I literally, from the other apartment, just moved to giant, like giant boxes of just popcorn buckets the other day. I bet you did. They're just popcorn it's buckets. Amazing. Oh. All right, how about the story? We'll move on here. Uh, Disney launching story living oh. residential communities designed by Imagineers. Oh. Uh, Ron wrote, imagine the HOA costs. Wonder if residents will need the GD Plus for timely trash pickup or lightning lane for snow removal. Wow. Uh, at Paper Shadow 22, will there be figment popcorn buckets and will we need to buy a lightning lane or GD Plus to go grocery shopping? Maybe. Uh, Lucy wrote, can Disney please just finish Tron so I can get back <laughs> on my favorite ride through the Walt Disney World train? <laughs> Disney, we're building a town. This lady, could you finish the roller coaster, please? <laughs> it's almost done. Right? Come on. It's, right it's the almost train. done. Just finish. Yeah. It's, like, it's like just someone with ADHD. Like, they almost finished something. They're like, no, I got to go over yeah, here. Right? I got to go do this thing. You're like, no, finish it. No, I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, at OG Orangeburg tweeted, two big questions I have though, will there be churro stands and where can a guy refill his popcorn bucket for family movie night? Aww. That'd be fun. Just a big lawn where they put, they put the blow up the screen, just like a resort, yeah. like living at a Disney hotel. And then I think at Darth and per Pervious uh, tweeted what we're all thinking, don't Imagineers have better things to do like designing better rides? Maybe. I think the problem is they're not ride designers anymore. They're all architects, and so that's the problem, but anyway. All right, just a couple more here. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda has already pitched Encanto Disney-themed park attraction to Bob JPEG. Oh Jay Stewart wrote, JPEG's response, can we just show clips from the movie to people strapped in the ride vehicle? Hashtag fire Bob JPEG. And then the last one, Disney questions guests on their uh, commitment to their upcoming Star Wars oh Galactic boy. Star Cruiser reservations and new survey. Yeah. Um, at Engage Guy wrote, I'm paying you $6,000. You don't get to ask questions. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like that one. Thank you, Nick. Yep. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to finish this countdown. Stick around. Wait. 
It's a diaper. This tastes bad. Mmm. This candle tastes funny. Mm-mm. I couldn't eat it. Not bad, but funny. And thanks to Tony's, we don't even know what food is anymore. This isn't food. We can't eat most of this. Yeah, we can't eat any of this. Oh. That bag's a liar. Yeah, I just got so excited. Welcome back to News Tonight. Uh, let's find out what's premiering this week on Broadway. Bye bye, Gertie. Aww. <laughs> Aww. And Margaret and Gertie the Dinosaur. <laughs> I'm not lying, I would be in the front row. <laughs> They're my two favorite people slash dinosaurs. <laughs> the last time she appeared with a dinosaur was in Grumpy Old <laughs> oh boy, okay. look it up kids, look it up. All right, let's do it one last time.
Bid Doug Live, you've got seven more chances. <laughs> we'll see if Doug Live has made the cut. Eric, I don't know, Eric's a host at the American Idol Experience tonight with this, this mic. What is this thing? We it's an honor and a pleasure to be here, Tom. Oh, boy. Whoa. Was that loud or was that loud? Because you're emceeing. But joining us, illustrious panel, Desi, Eric, and Sabrina are all here. Yes. You can clap for them, yeah. Sure. And uh, they're here because we're going to wrap up this whole countdown. But in order to wrap up the countdown, we have to do a quick recap of where we've been so far. So everybody strap in, because I'm about to read 43 things. All right, let's, let's get going. Here we go. Number 50 was the monorail accident, of course. Number 49 was the Disney Skyliner debuting. Uh, 48, the Disney Village becoming Downtown Disney. 47 was Magical Express introduced. 46, the death of Frank Wells. 45, the opening of Pleasure Island. 44, River Country Water Park opening. 43, the happiest celebration on Earth, the 50th of Disneyland. Pirates of the Caribbean. Spectro Magic debuting. Uh, the alligator attack made the list. 39, New Fantasyland opening at the Magic Kingdom. 38, the closure of the great movie ride. Someone just let out a sigh. Yeah, I agree. Here's another sigh. The Main Street Electrical Parade debut. Which time? <laughs> Which time? All of them. Number 36, though, the Electrical Water Pageant debuts. Oh. Uh, 35, the closing of Horizons. 34, the park. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> It's Eric's last job. Park hopping. Park hopping is introduced. 33, the years of a million dreams. Uh, the end of free fast pass. Uh, Disney Springs opens. 30 was My Magic Plus, My Disney Experience, and Magic Bands are introduced. 29, the 100 years of magic celebration. You just heard that song a little bit. Uh, 28, Happily Ever After debuts. 27, Blizzard Beach. 26, Splash Mountain. 25, Typhoon Lagoon. 24, the Disney Vacation Club is founded. 23, the closure of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Someone booed. <laughs> Boo. 22, Pandora, the World of Avatar. 21, the Millennium Celebration. 20, the dissolution of the Beatles. <laughs> Why are people laughing at that? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> what's, a, what's a genie plus? <laughs> Alcohol is served at the Magic Kingdom. 18, I am not a crook. Speech to the contemporary. Number 17, Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary celebration. Number 16, Space Mountain. 15, the introduction of Fast Pass. 14, the rapid resort hotel expansion of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Number 13, the opening of Disney's Animal Kingdom. 12, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. 11, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Uh, number 10 was September 11, 2001. Number nine was the original Journey into Imagination opens. You clap, yeah, sure. And number eight, the announcement of the Florida Project. Okay, that leaves seven. seven. Yeah, seven. <laughs> and here we go, let's begin. Here's biggest moment as you voted, number seven. 
The decision to build Epcot Center. I'll read a little bit. Uh, Epcot had been proceeding for years with the Industrial Park and World Showcase as separate but linked projects. However, it was in 1976 that the Epcot Center we would come to know was developed. What you're looking at right now is actually that separate World Showcase project. This is the Walt Disney World Showcase uh, book, which we actually we have in our possession. But um, some shots of it here, so in case you've never seen it before. The park and Future World both got their names in 1976. Uh, it, still does, uh, it does still appear that some version of the industrial park was still in the works at the time as well. But of course, uh, in the end, uh, they decided to build Future World and World Showcase as one park and a park at that, not a city of the future. Um, again, for many years, it was unclear what would Epcot be. And then finally, we arrived at the fact that Epcot will be the first non-castle park. It will be this permanent World's Fair, and it will be the celebration of industry and technology, as well as culture and the countries that make up our world. So. And they stuck to it. <laughs> uh, there, you, By the way, you can see where the Walt Disney World Showcase was going to be. Where is that now? Uh, the, by the Transportation and Ticket Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was right nearby. You could have walked to the Transportation and Ticket Center, yeah. I think it's interesting that they stuck with the Epcot name through all these Like, they're like, let's rip away everything that Epcot is, and let's, but we like the name. Let's take away the whole community. Yeah. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not a prototype community anymore. It's just, yeah. it's just a theme park. Yeah. Well, the Epcot Center decision <laughs> was interesting, too, right? Because it became this whole thing of, all right, Walt Disney's plan of a city exists within all of Walt Disney World. So the entirety of Walt Disney World is Epcot. And the center of Walt Disney World is this park, so we'll call it Epcot Center. Now, are you confused yet at home? But that was the idea, again, was Walt Disney World would do all these new things, these, these water systems, these utilidors, these um, you know, power plants, all these different things that a city could implement, Walt Disney World would implement, and that Disney didn't need to build a city that people lived in. <laughs> oh, how far we've come. Uh, yeah, and so... Uh, Do we know what Cotino stands for? Is that an acronym? Isn't it pizza rolls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, I, I guess uh, this, it was, I mean, I guess now we could call it inevitable, but I mean, this was the first step towards having multiple theme parks in the same location, right? So No one had was, ever done that before. Right. Yeah. So that was that was groundbreaking to be able yeah. to do something like that. Um, and I guess it also kind of gave them direction that they were going, right? Like cuz it, it it they were yeah. wondering what to do after Walt's passing, right? And and so what do we do with this idea of Epcot? And so finally they decided that they needed to move forward in some way, use this land for something, right? I mean, I guess yeah. that, was the, that was the case where they had to figure out what the best way to move forward was and, and, and yeah. try to develop all this. And well, they had promised so the public something, right? Right, yeah. right. So, I mean, this was, uh, you know, once again, breaking ground on something and, and to do something with the aspiration of Eb Epcot was definitely admirable, right? Like, yeah. so. This is announcement, right? So we're technically calling the announcement of Epcot this moment, not the opening, right? But well, this isn't in. the announcement of Epcot, right? Because Epcot, Walt Disney announced Epcot. Right. So right. this well, is the moment at which is, they decided it, we are moving forward with Epcot, and this, this is, is what, what it we're is. doing, right? So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I mean, it was it was ambitious 
to say the least. Yeah. It was it was groundbreaking to have the, the, the multiple parks yeah. and things like that. Obviously, but not the as ambitious as creating an experimental prototype community of well, tomorrow. Well, no, but I just I, I can't. it's more Epcot-ish. I just love that they're still breaking ground. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and that they're sticking with the original theme of having absolutely no idea what they're going to be actually doing. So. They <laughs> gave up on this skyscraper. Yeah. At least. Heck, at they least gave up on a two-story like pavilion. Yeah. At least now they're so. building their third residential community. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have gotten that far. <laughs> We're in one of them right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... I, I, <laughs> I just can't wait to see how long it takes for them to abandon that property as well. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, Golden Oak worked out. That one worked out all right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, who knows what would have happened? I mean, I think the expansion and the growth in multiple theme parks were, were I guess, inevitable. But um, was know, it though? Like, who, who at any point thought of multiple? Because it wasn't in Walt's plans. There was no plans for. A second theme park. There were no. plans to have like other things you could visit, right? Which is not weird, right? Like Disneyland existed, but then outside of Disneyland, there were other things to do. The Disneyland Hotel and the Rathers basically saw that opportunity. They're like, well, people need other stuff to do here when they visit Disneyland. And they're like, we have a marina and we have a golf course and we have this and we have that and these other things you could do. And when they definitely saw what the Rathers did at the Disneyland Hotel and when they designed Disney World, he was like, oh, yeah, we'll have golf courses, and we'll have sure. you get boats, you rent boats, you go do all these things. Yeah, I don't know that it, I don't know that anyone ever would have thought of the fact that people want to go to more than one theme park in a vacation. Well, that's why I think it was ambitious. Yeah. But I, I, I think what I'm saying is inevitable. I mean, I'm saying that like they had all this land, and they weren't going to go yeah. forward with the idea of building this experimental city. So. Yeah. You know, what were they going to do? I mean, they could have sold it off or whatever, but I mean, it was kind of, and, and I mean, this isn't, they were already looking overseas, right? By this time or not yet? Not yet. They didn't not even yet. really want to do Tokyo. Okay. They didn't want to do Tokyo. They, they finally, he was tired of them calling over and over. Yeah. And so I forget who said it to the, to Card Walker is just like, just tell them, Give them the most ridiculous deal that they'll never accept. <laughs> and, then, and he gets yeah. on the phone, he's like, this is what we want. And the Japanese people go, okay, okay we'll do it. And he's like, well, we have to do it. <laughs> and that's what, that's what, could you imagine, although like, I just admire Card Walker, not the most loved executive in the history of the Walt Disney Company, um, and Don Tatum and that group of people. Um, but they, they carried through on what they promised, right? Like, I respect that they were like, we don't know what, we can't do the city. Like they kept hitting these roadblocks and eventually someone's just like, hey, just push the two things we have that work together. Let's just do them as a park. And they're like, this is gonna be really expensive, but we, you know, Walt, this, this is the last thing he asked for. And, and you talk to anybody who worked on Epcot Center, these were all people that knew Walt Disney, and they all, like everybody in the company felt this commitment to this man gave us everything we have we have to go through with this thing he promised the world for him. And so there's a tremendous amount of pride that went into, that everyone had that worked on this. Yeah. And so they, they had to go forward with it. And I think finally in 75, someone just was like, hey, what is it? And we, we, if we're gonna break ground, we need to figure out what it is and what we're doing with it. Because we can't be 30 years from now and we still don't have Epcot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> Funny enough, in 30 years, you won't have Epcot. But, <laughs> But it existed but, at some point. Though. 
I also yeah. love the fact that that gave way to Hollywood Studios as well. Mm -hmm. That that's why we have Hollywood Studios. It was meant to be yeah. just a, an attraction at Epcot. Mm. And well, don't worry, we'll probably get there. <laughs> <laughs> there are several moments left, and I noticed we haven't talked about that park yet. So I just I have a feeling. I have a feeling it might show up. Yeah. What are you, Cornac? <laughs> no, I'm just the guy who actually has the list in front of me. Well, we feel free to continue with misinformation. <laughs> uh, 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 Eric, I'm going to raise you into the rafters. <laughs> All right, fine then. Number six. Oh, boy. The COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. Everyone's like, don't even read it, we know. <laughs> right? I have to read it. What if people watch this in the future? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> On Mar it sucks. Someone just yelled, it sucks. That's all you need to know. Mar it's biggest moments, not best moments. I mean, honestly, On March 12, 2020. Remember that, Eric? We were sitting in the studio about to do news tonight. Remember that? Oh, yeah. A Disney spokesperson announced that Disney World and Disneyland Paris would close for business beginning March 15, 2020. And they... We're supposed to only be closed for two weeks. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it went on for months. <laughs> In June of 2020, while closed, Walt Disney World chose, uh, was chosen to host the NBA bubble. Does anyone even remember this? Like, yeah. I feel like I figured yeah. some people are like, oh yeah, yeah. I for LeBron James lived here. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, we were chosen on the NBA <laughs> bubble of the 2019-2020. It was before he made Space Jam 2. It was fine. <laughs> of the 2019-2020 season of the NBA, uh, would resume at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. It was also the site for the MLS's back tournament. It was also held at the complex. Not as notable, however. Uh, finally, though, on July 11, 2020, Disney World officially reopened, beginning operations at 25% capacity at the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Remember that, kids? That was wonderful. Yeah, I remember being the only person on Main Street at 1 in the afternoon. Four days later, Epcot and Hollywood Studios joined uh, at 25%. Masks were required at all times, even including outdoors, on attractions, while taking photos, while smoking. <laughs> what are we in Paris? All guests, all guests were required to have their temperature taken upon entry. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Pete? Pete always got thrown out because they thought he had it because he was always 100 degrees or 105 degrees. Uh, plexiglass was installed on attractions and transportation, and shows that drew large crowds, such as parades and nighttime shows, were not offered and still aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In November of 2020, the resort increased guest capacity to 35%, and on May 13, 2021, Bob Chapek announced a further increase of capacity effective immediately, although he wouldn't say how much it was. By mid-June 2021, temperature checks and mask mandates, except on transportation, had been lifted. But in late July 2021, mask mandates were reinstated for all attractions and indoor areas. And then, of course, today, once again, we're trying again, Today, no more masks except on transportation. Um, this is, obviously, we're living in this. Um, so there is recency, and people obviously are going to vote for something they've experienced. This is number six on the list. Do we think 50 years from now, if you're counting down the biggest moments at Disney World, is this still here? Do we, do we think? Well, I mean, obviously, if the world, ex on. if Russia blows up the planet, <laughs> you know, its list will be different. <laughs> 
mean, 9-11 was only a couple spots away, and that's yeah. 20 years old. So, yeah, I, I, I think... But this I, is, is this, is this, do we think, obviously, we're, you know, we, we're living through, we live through both, everyone on this panel, in fairness. This feels way bigger than 9-11. Well, yeah, that's why it's still going to be. The parks were closed for a month. Right. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to a day. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yes, it'll still be on the list years from now, because we're going to look back on the ramifications of it. It's not just that it happened. It's that it yeah. sped up all this other stuff. Um, I mean, right? Because I, I, we were living through the cost cutting yeah. of all this stuff, which may have been stuff that they were looking to do anyway, but this definitely gave them an excuse to expedite a lot of it. There's definitely a lot of it that wouldn't have happened without the situation. Sure. There were some that there would have been enough pushback otherwise I think where it wouldn't have happened. Definitely. Like getting rid of the citizens of Hollywood. Yeah. That was not a thing they were going to get away with. No, right? but it gave them an excuse to get rid of entertainment yeah. and selectively bring back whatever they COVID yeah. doesn't you know? happen so. during a marathon, though. So yeah. Yeah. it was okay to bring them back for that. Yeah, because you need them for that. You could hire them. You could hire them for one off. I did. I, I missed I, I missed a year of Walt Disney World Marathon, you know, because, because of it. No, there was okay. all kinds. I'm just saying, no, there, there were all kinds of things that, yeah. that we, that. Oh, no, I mean, like, the rest, Gico just missed. reopened today. Right. today yeah. Gico's been closed the whole so time. So there's gigantic ramifications. There's yeah. ramifications to, yeah, like, yeah. And, and the infrastructure they've put in place and now taking some of it down. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, uh, yeah, there's going to yeah. be lasting effects, and that's why this would be. Yeah. be around so. but right like with citizens of hollywood i don't think they ever would have got away with that right because let's remember oh, how man. easy it was to run them off of tiki room and country bears yeah. you know yeah. before the pandemic but yeah. it is difficult to separate covid from the current management the current people that are in management i don't know if that's bigger moments coming up but uh certainly the chapek era being ushered in around the same time as covid yeah. Uh, blurs a lot of lines for me of what was a big moment because of COVID, what was uh, management, uh, what was there because management yeah. took uh, advantage of an opportunity they were presented yeah. by COVID to get rid of things, yeah. uh, so, skimflation, et cetera. Yeah. When we and, did the voting, this was, you're talking September of last year. So I, we weren't at Lightning Lane yet, like that wasn't in place yet. So I will, a uh, spoiler alert, they're not on this list. Bob Chapek and his goons are not on this list. <laughs> well, then, if, if we loop, what, it, it's just difficult to separate this, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the things that he was known for prior to taking over as CEO yeah. were cost-cutting measures, uh, really extreme cost-cutting measures, really heartless kind of yeah. inhuman type of manipulation of numbers uh, to try to get uh, to hit financial goals, yeah. et cetera. And so when you couple the opportunity he was presented uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, with all these other things happening. It's just, it's yeah. all kind of one big glob of, of bad things happening in a two-year period. And to your point, I think if we do this list in five years, I think Chapek as Parks and Resorts head and CEO probably makes the list because yeah. I, think, I think it'll be a long-lasting impact. It'll take a long time to recover. If, if and when he's ever gone, it'll take a long time to recover from this era. And granted, there are some people that would argue, well, you needed someone like this to save the company in this time when revenue was unavailable because the company wasn't uh, as diverse as, say, uh, NBC, Comcast, Universal, where they, you know, hey, pandemic is good for them, right? A lot of people were getting cable, right? Um, and so the growth of Disney Plus, you can attribute some of that to COVID-19, but that's a kind of a drop in the bucket, um, you know, profit-wise. 
wow. compared to all the other things. Uh, no movies, uh, no sporting events for ESPN, uh, no travel, wow. uh, no cruise line. All these, uh, you know, every, everywhere that Disney had a business unit, it seemed like it was being hit. So there are people that will say Bob Chapek should be credited for this. Bob uh, I think a lot of us, though, on, will though. say, <laughs> I think a lot of us, though, will say we associate uh, leadership of Disney with creativity and imagination. And yeah. I think this is just happens to be a person who doesn't really exhibit any of those. So it, yeah. it amplifies uh, the antipathy towards him and his uh, yeah. management team. No. <laughs> I will say the most magical times I've had at Disney World have been at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic when right. it, gave it was us the empty. Experience, right? Which and is now it's like I'm spoiled. Now it's like you know back to pretty much normal. I'm it's like, it's worse than it was before. Now yeah. there were three months when there was nobody in Simba Row 135. Security got I'm a sorry. hell of a show. <laughs> <laughs> Now they got to go up in that booth that raises up there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the, I mean, obviously, the human impact of the cast members yeah. during this time. Yeah. You know. I, I, yeah. So. I'm like I can I can I can speak from experience on that one. Sure. So yeah, because I was I was laid off. I was impacted. I was laid off, and um, you know, I was a part-time server in the parks and. Uh, my mom's a manager and my husband works for the parks and you know of course we're going looking at it and going oh man we're hearing these cuts are going and everybody's worried we're worried about my mom and her job no. and it comes down it's like all part-timers and we went I'm sorry excuse me huh wait hang on <laughs> yeah you know and every single part-timer yeah. yeah 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 and we were all just you know and, it, and it's still a mess there's part-timers that haven't been brought back to their locations yeah they're across property we don't have you don't have the international you have none of that over at epcot yeah. except for the people that have since lived here yeah. and are able to work but it's all there there's a bunch of people on tas right now you've got culinary you've got hostesses you got and they're all in those spots i there is nothing the weirdest reopening moment for me was eating at la cellier and our server was from La Hacienda. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening in here? And it's like people from all different restaurants in this Canadian restaurant. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't do this. We're, we're nearly two years in, and, and what do you hear on the conference call? But hey, the parks aren't at full capacity because of staffing shortages. But then they haven't called people back. And yeah, yeah so it's like, well, these people all didn't walk off the job. Yeah. Yep. Right? No, the story they tell yeah. you on an earnings call versus reality are two very different yeah. things. Well, and, and I mean, I, I can, you know, name tons of people that didn't go back because they wind up moving out of state. They were like, they couldn't I afford to stay. Yeah. I, how do I feed my family? You know, on yeah. I have no guarantee. All the union has said that is I'll get my job back at some point between now and 2022, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if it doesn't hit by October 2022, then what, you know? Yeah. Empty promises don't pay the bills. Yeah. No, I remember, because I live in an apartment complex, like, I remember during that time, like, once you got to, like, a month in, like, there's a lot of moving trucks. Yeah. A lot of moving trucks showing up. I, at the time, I lived in an apartment complex, and uh, all of the Patina employees that were from Italy lived yeah. there. Yeah. Um, a number of people that are in the uh, Spirit of Aloha show live there. Yeah. Like, and they're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you've got, I know, I know servers that were from Victoria and Alberts that are now places like Primetime. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and, and they're struggling financially for good reason. You know, so it's it's impacted a lot of people. Yeah. And it's cra it's yeah. And it's gonna continue to, right? We're not we're not yep. fully out of it yet. So super fun time. Let's continue our <laughs> let's continue our really happy list. Let's go to number five. Here's the opening of the Disney MGM Studios. Yay! Yay! My favorite. At the annual shareholder meeting in February 1985, the company officially announced the Disney MGM Studio Tour. The original concept only discussed the tour and the actual film facilities, which were described as equaling the Burbank operations. It was labeled as a gated attraction, not specifically a park, though some references were made to it containing other rides, merchandising, and restaurants. The company is also clear that this was a licensing deal to use MGM UA Entertainment Film Library in name, not a partnership. May 1st, 1989 saw the opening of Disney World's third theme park then, the Disney MGM Studios. Park opened with only six attractions, although more would appear by the year's end. Park was loosely divided into lands, Hollywood Boulevard, the Backlot Annex, and Lakeside Circle. The backstage studio tour and the magic of Disney animation were broken out by themselves so the individual elements could be listed as attractions in the map just to make it look like there was more to do. <laughs> Though the corporate dedication was April 29th, The Wonderful World of Disney aired a special on April 30th and the actual ceremony on May 1st included Bob, uh, Michael Eisner, Bob Hope, Steve Allen, and Annette Funicello as well as others along with the band and dancers and so brought in the Disney MGM Studios. Um, which, as you said before, was supposed to be a single attraction, a pavilion in Future World at Epcot. Michael Eisner came in and saw that and then remembered that, uh-oh, I sat in a room at Paramount when Universal showed us their Orlando Park. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, I know what we'll do. Let's the take, race is on. Let's, let's do this. Let's beat them to their own idea. Yeah. And so, yeah. It wasn't um, a new idea, right? I went no. to like Universal Studios in Hollywood when but I was they, very young. They did, that's the original though, yeah. right? So yeah. Universal does have, it's like if someone went to build another Disneyland, Disney would be like, no, we, we did that first. But in Universal's case, they were, they were the first studio yeah. tour in Hollywood, yeah. yeah. I, I have trouble articulating why I loved that park so much when, you know, in the early 90s. Yeah. It, it's hard to put your finger on. It just had a draw to me. Um, it felt like a, I know people called it like a boutique park. Uh, it was a unique, unique experience. Uh, it was it was fun and interesting, and there weren't a lot of attractions, but some of them took a very long time. So yeah. there's plenty to keep you busy during. Backlot the tour was in two halves. There was yeah. actually like yeah. a break where you could go shop and eat, and and then you'd do the walking portion of the tour. Yeah. Yep. And ride a bee. And ride a bee in the special effects. Yeah. They'd no. green screen you with a B and show you like how they did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Get a haircut. Yeah. With binaural audio. <laughs> yeah. 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 See where they filmed Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. It was, the thing, what you try to explain to people back then is I felt like all the, well, every park had its own identity. They were completely different things. Magic Kingdom was its own thing. Epcot was its own thing. MGM was its, they were just completely different they weren't just parks with IP rides. It was, now they're all kind of blending together, right? Um, but, but at the time, like I think MGM was another effort to, let's do something really different. And they did, right? It was, it was a park that embraced Hollywood and the behind the scenes. 
And most of the attractions were behind the scenes. Sure, peppered in there were like regular rides. You had Star Tours and you had Great Movie Ride, which but still was its own thing. It was the only place in the world you could see it. Um, and Muppet Vision. I don't, it just had its own vibe and it was, it just, I don't know. It, it just was, seemed like an exciting park to be in. It was interactive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had, it's true. Yeah. you know, you could, you could do the stage show where you, you could step into the TV shows and yeah. movies and be a star. You Same could with the go, tour. Yeah. yeah, to the sound stage and the monster sound stage and be a part of that. You could yeah. go to the backlot tour and now all of a sudden you're in another movie. Yeah. You could be chosen for the, the pre-screen for that. You could ride a bee. Like, and then you had Citizens of Hollywood yeah. where they were interactive and everything was just, it was, you were a part of the show. Now you could be the rebel spy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but it exemplified, I think, the difference between the Eisner era and the eras before, right, where the parks became, there was an attempt to make the parks exciting and new and relevant, right? Like that. You went from two parks where there were no explosions to a park where everything exploded. Yeah. <laughs> like just everything in this park was yeah. exploding. The Muppet Theater exploded. The, the Catastrophe Canyon exploded. The plane exploded at Indy. Just everything yeah. just blowing it up. And it's like, oh, this is an exciting well, day. And even dining Death was Star. interactive. Yep. Yeah, no, 50s primetime and sci-fi, right? Yep. Like two completely different dining experiences from anything at the other parks yeah but then also brown derby there was yep. no fine dining in parks you didn't have nice restaurants yeah. like nothing cinderella's royal table when it was king stefan's banquet hall was not fancy i mean it's still not fancy but <laughs> <laughs> it's fancier now but it wasn't like there was a lot of money there wasn't good food in the parks and so brown derby was their first attempt to have like let's have a nice restaurant let's do a nice yeah. restaurant where you can have a a good meal in the middle of the day. Um, and then on top of that, if, not, if that's not your speed, then we have all these really fun, quirky sit-downs. Even Mama Melrose, where the, the food's not great, but at least the interior's wacky and interesting. And they don't you put know? sugar in this sauce. They that's don't right. put sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no sugar in the sauce. Can't escape those two. Those two every, <laughs> every day of my life. It was an exciting time. I, I mean, yeah. With that, it, with, with MGM Studios and Universal or studios yeah. opening right around that same era. I mean, it was a, it was a blast to come here to Orlando on yeah. vacation every year because you're right, it was something very different. It was, and, and I think I was at the right age to, to really love both of those parks. Um, and Universal uh, used to be more interactive too. Right? Yeah, you could yeah. get slimed. Slimed, yeah. 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 Um, I was in the pre-show for Ghostbusters. It's cute. They put slime in my hands. I keep falling through, and they'd be like, "Why do you keep dropping it?" <laughs> now, now, which did you prefer in the earlier days, Universal or, or MGM? Because I was a Universal oh, fan MGM. over MGM, MGM. Studios. I, Universal. Back in the day, I would have yeah. said Universal yeah. because... Back in the day, I'm talking, yeah. Back to the Future, I mean, Kong, yeah. Jaws, Ghostbusters, yeah. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Right. Those were the things that were relevant I, when you were of that age, right? Like, not that MGM was explains no. it all. It's basically yes. why I don't go to Universal now is because they have removed all of the nostalgia it's all for junk, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so I, I definitely enjoyed three Universal good Studios coasters and leave. Yeah. <laughs> better, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a great era. It really yeah. was. Yeah. It was just and everything. Like you said, everything was different. That that's so it's so weird to think of it now. And, and you're like, what separates Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom now? A castle, I guess. 
<laughs> loose, a loose theme, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Hollywood and Sunset are still very much, yeah. you yeah. know. And I was going to say, studios had the largest hidden Mickey as well. Like, it was built into yeah. the park. Yeah. You know, that was always, like, one of my biggest fun facts. It was here. Look at Google Maps, flip this upside down, and there's Mickey. It was a cool park. It grew yeah. into it, right? Like, like, by the time Tower opened, it was like, all right, this park is fleshed out now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and by the end of that decade, like Fantasmic and Rock and Roller Coaster, like if, I don't know, people still like, oh, it's a half-day park. I'd be like, well, how do you like it now? Do you feel like they've really filled it out now? Because there's the same amount of things to do, you yeah. know? Yeah. I also, in the early 2000s, like, because when I worked there, like, um, it was one of my favorite things, like, on my day off. They used to have these bicycles backstage that you could just, like, ride around, and I'd be like, I'm going to go ride a bicycle today. <laughs> And I'd go backstage. Like on stage or backstage? No, backstage, because oh. there's an entire road area behind, yeah. you know, that goes rapid. Now it's cut off Star Wars, but yeah. you used to be able to hop but, on a bike But and even ride back around. then, it was, what I liked about studios was it was the only park where it was okay, no matter what your costume was, to walk anywhere because it's a working studio. Yeah. yeah. And I always thought that was so fun. Like, I know it's like the, it's like the reason Disneyland, you know, Magic Kingdom was built with utilidors, but then they're like, we have a park yeah. that's, no, let, let the bellhops walk you know, yeah. through the other land. It doesn't matter. It's a studio. Like, it's part of yeah. the theme. I always thought that was fun. Yeah. I used to chase people down, like, if they forgot things. I'd wander, like, they'd be halfway into another area. Uh, uh. Kids! Kids! You forgot this. Nobody cares. They thought You're I was like, like, in the Honey, I Shrink the Kids playground chasing people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get your kid. I'll go down the slide. I got you. <laughs> Why is oh. that one? I don't know. She's part of Streetmosphere. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. Do that all the time. Just go for a bike ride. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I love MGM. It's such a weird part. Oh. Anything else to be said for MGM? No? Everyone's saying no. Okay, we'll move on. Number four. <laughs> Michael Eisner and Frank Wells join the Walt Disney Company. You know, when we were going through the previous list and Frank Wells' death was so low, I was like, I can't believe that that's so low on the list because yeah. he was so impactful. But now it makes sense. People <laughs> chose to celebrate his life rather than, <laughs> rather than his death, which that's I guess. weird. You want to pick the nicer one, right? Uh, let's talk about more death. Following the death of founder <laughs> Walt Disney in 1966, the Walt Disney Company narrowly survived several takeover attempts. Its shareholders, Sid Bass and Roy Disney, brought in Eisner as CEO and chairman of the board and former Warner Brothers chief uh, Frank Wells as president to replace Ron Miller in 84 and strengthen the company. Uh, Eisner brought in Jeffrey Katzenberg as the Walt Disney Studios chairman. A great decision. During the second half of the <laughs> 80s and 90s, uh, Eisner revitalized Disney, beginning with the films Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was brought to Disney by Jeffrey Katzenberg, and The Little Mermaid as Ron, uh, a Ron Clements idea that Eisner originally panned. Its flagship animation studio enjoyed a series of commercial and critical successes. Disney also brought in its adult offerings in film by acquiring Miramax in 1993. And under Eisner, Disney acquired many other sources of media, including ABC, ESPN, Fox Family, and The Muppets. The ABC purchase in particular reunited Eisner with his former employer. In the early part of the 1990s, Eisner and his partner set out to plan the Disney Decade, which was to feature new parks around the world, existing park expansions, new films, and new media investments. Some of the proposals were, included, uh, were completed, many were not. Those included the Euro Disney Resort, now Disneyland Paris, 
which had, was vastly over budget, had low <laughs> attendance. It was acknowledged by Eisner to be his real financial disappointment. The Disney MGM Studios, Disney's California Adventure, Disney MGM Studios Paris, which was eventually built as Walt Disney Studios Park, and various film projects, uh, including a Who Framed Roger Rabbit franchise, which didn't happen either. But um, I think the real successes of the Disney decade, obviously the ABC, ABC purchase was big. That, that changed the company quite a bit. I think it was a good purchase. ESPN, obviously another good purchase, but the parks were really the thing, parks and the films, I guess, were really the two divisions that flourished in the 1990s, and the parks in particular under Eisner and Wells like, saw a rejuvenation. Like Disneyland had been stagnant for quite a while, and then they just started firing Star Tours, Indiana Jones, we're gonna build another park, we're gonna build hotels. And then here, I mean, God, how many hotels did they add here? Yeah. Um, you know, MGM and then quickly expanding MGM. Quickly, like, realizing, like, Magic Kingdom needs to be kept relevant, Splash Mountain and a new Tomorrowland. And, and um, you know, we'll build a fourth theme park uh, at Disney World. And um, so, I mean, they, they, their park expansion was incredible. So it's, uh, this absolutely belongs this low because a lot of the Disney World you know, more of the Disney World you know today is the product of Eisner and Wells than it even is of Walt Disney and the original Imagineers who designed Disney World. So much more of it was built in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, you just made the point. I, I think like when I think about everything I love about why I, I, I enjoy this kind of kind of was a little bit repetitive because we talked about the Disney decade. Wasn't that uh, on this list? I thought it or came up with related. the I think with the resort expansion. Yeah. yeah. So Part of the reason why I really, truly fell in love with Walt Disney World after I moved here, and, and now I'm you know, going here all the time, and is the expansiveness of it, is the variety of it, is the every, you know, different hotels, different parks, just walk around the property yeah. and, and enjoy uh, you know, the, the variety of, of food and shopping and just different things to do and look at and walk at and see. And, and that's what—that's the vision that that this group brought. And, and I think we talk about it a lot with the, you know some of the best attractions popped up. And that was like a golden age of of attractions in the park, where a lot of wow. our favorite attractions that many are some are not here anymore, uh, you know, came, came around in, in that time and were developed in that time. And they were ambitious and tried things, and and uh, they were given the, I guess the opportunity, the, the go-ahead, right, to, to, to create. There was this belief you could do anything yeah. in that era, right? Because Eisner and, and Wells came in, and by the end of the 80s, it was like, the, look at where the company is now. This is unbelievable, to the point where, you know, Euro Disney's failure is, is a good portion of it's because it went over budget, because again, there was this, you could do anything. Yeah. And if you've been to Disneyland Paris, you look at that park, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like they spent money on things they never spent money on before. Like, yeah. there's a barber shop where they spent a hundred thousand dollars on the chair in the barber shop, like, <laughs> because they wanted a real barber chair. Um, crazy stuff like that, gold yeah. leaf everywhere, and just ornate buildings and theming. And it, it was, it was this period of whatever it costs, it costs. We're going to do anything and everything. We can't yeah. be stopped. Yeah, Broadway but, shows. Broadway, I mean. They cleaned up 42nd yeah. Street. Cruise Line, I mean, under Eisner and Wells, like the, the company you yeah. know today was born under Eisner mm. and Wells. Particularly Walt Disney, if we're just focused on Walt Disney World, yeah. right, it, which, what we're doing is, is all of the things that people consider like the best 
time of Walt Disney World. All of those are things that, but basically yeah. the Eisner, from the Eisner era, right? Yeah. He was so ambitious, yeah. so creative, such a powerhouse. For all his failings, you know, yeah. what he gave the Disney fan from the parks and the resorts here at Walt Disney World, yeah. he's incredible. I don't know, 10, 12 resorts maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, everything. 29 attractions. Practically everything that isn't the Polynesian, the contemporary, right? and Fort Walton. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, and you can oh Riviera Grandestino, get that garbage out of here. I would argue, <laughs> though, that it had to be during the Eisner and Wells era. Not oh, certainly better when they're together. Of course, yes. yeah. Like, after yeah. Wells passed, I mean, yeah. it, things creatively went downhill a bit. Yeah. There were some good residuals, though, right? Like, yeah. like we saw with the Chapek era, right? He got the job in 2015. It was still two or three years before we started to see the writing on yeah. the wall, right? Um, so I feel like even after Wells passed, we still had a couple of years where there were things that were already in motion that we still yeah. got. And, right? I mean, the nice thing is, is that he actually continued with these plans that him and Wells kind of yeah. mapped out. But I mean, after that, I mean, he, he was not, he, he was not uh, a favorite of cast members towards no. the end by no, no, any no. means. Or fans. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, I mean. He had an arc, right? 1999 <laughs> to like 05 yeah. are, are, not, are not particularly good years. Yeah, no. I think uh, like but, 84 to 99 though. Yeah. If we step Pretty outside good. of if we step outside of Walt Disney World and we just talk about it in general, like the studios. I mean, they were yeah. really started making more relevant animated yeah. features, uh what you know, more uh, things that were more contemporary, I guess. It's kind of that next step. Uh Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, all these things that were much more um much more interesting probably to yeah. a wider group of people yeah. than kind of the, the stuff that we loved as kids, but mm -hmm. probably wasn't, you know, it was wonderful stuff, but not as uh, maybe indelible as some of this stuff in it. And that timeless stuff lives at Magic Kingdom, right? Like that's where that yeah. stuff lived. The problem was they didn't have, the reason why I think a number of us preferred Universal in 1990 was because Universal had those franchises that were like from 1975 to then, the relevant things. Like Universal, obviously had been around forever, but their real time of relevancy was after Disney declined, right, at the, at the box office. Right? Once Jaws came out, no one talked about Disney movies again. It was Jaws and Star Wars and, and Back to the Future and, and all of those things were yeah. the things people talked about, so yeah. Well, but then Disney, by, by the end of the 80s, started coming into that era where it's, yeah. we're gonna make the next defining era of film, right? And I think it's interesting to note as well that that was really the first time that the Disney family did not have a major yeah. hand into what was going on in the parks and everything like that. Because yeah. Roy had stepped back, they had gotten rid of uh, you know, his son-in-law, like yeah. everybody had stepped down and this was the first time that a non-Disney family member yeah. was really in charge of things. Yeah. It's okay that we're bringing nepotism back. I, I think right. it's interesting that Eisner has said that he thinks that the appointment of Bob Chapek as CEO was good. I think he that's still what's he going to say? Stock. I feel what's like it's, it's just because it makes his era as CEO yeah. look so much better. No, I think he just has a lot of stock still and needs yeah. to make money. That's, yeah. that's what I believe. But also that I'm sure there's a part of him that's like, yeah, people people are saying good things about me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Part of, I'm probably part of it. I don't know. But yeah. 
Anything else to be said for Eisner and Wells? Nope. Let's talk about more death. Oh, no. <laughs> Number three. The death of Walt Disney. There he is. That was so long before Walt Disney. World, what? That was so long before. Well, I, I mean, I guess his death put to halt the Epcot um, that he wanted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You could say that. <laughs> the development of the Epcot project continued, as did the public relations trying to convince both the public and politicians about the project. In June of 1966, Marvin Davis was tasked with creating the master plan for the property, laying how the theme park resort area of the city of tomorrow, now known as Epcot, would fit into the 12-mile-long, 7-mile-wide property. Uh, these plans could be seen in the most famous of these PR pushes, known as the Epcot film. Uh, that was the image of Walt you just saw moments ago. As Walt walks around the Florida room, two versions were created, one for the general public, one for the Florida legislature. Sadly, the film would be Walt's last appearance on camera as he was diagnosed with lung cancer that November and died at St. Joseph Hospital on December 15, 1966, reportedly still working on the Florida project on his deathbed. The rumors go he was like mapping out the city on the ceiling uh, tiles. Uh, but yeah, the Epcot film screened February 2nd, 1967 at Winter Park as part of a conference and press event to promote the project. Um, obviously, Walt Disney World takes on somewhat of a different shape when Walt Disney dies in 1966. His brother and the company carry on and make it happen, but certainly a lot of things were changed on the road to Disney World from what Walt had originally envisioned. He was such a giant that I, I don't think without him uh, they could have ever pulled off some of the sweetheart deals that they did with this land. So um, the fact that it was Walt Disney's company um, would get you special treatment. Hey, let's, we'll, we'll let those guys create their own improvement district. Who cares? Let's give them their own <laughs> they can sweetheart. They build a nuclear they can build power their own plant. Power plant. <laughs> let, let's just let them do whatever they want. Uh, you know, it's I don't, Walt Disney. I don't think without Walt Disney... <laughs> Any of that happened. Some of that, some of that was probably approved later after after he was, wow. had passed away. But um, he was such a giant, and he left such, you know, an indelible books. mark that yeah. he it was his legacy outlived him to the point where the company really was able to leverage his name <laughs> into yeah. getting whatever they wanted, yeah. especially from the state of Florida. Not so much Anaheim anymore. <laughs> the state of Florida did pretty. Anaheim's well. a very special place. <laughs> I mean, it literally changed the name of it from just Disney World yeah. to Walt Disney World. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, 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 it's just that that brought us everything that we have, right? I mean, like, would we have this this vacation resort? Probably not, right? I mean, no, we, that built was the his, plan. We would still no, have Magic would have Kingdom. Been, we would have had a Magic Kingdom with, not, we wouldn't have, have had a lot of the attractions people right. expected, right? Because what well, they wanted to do originally, Mark and, and everyone, and Walt was behind it, they wanted to build a lot of attractions for that park that were not the same as Disneyland. Right. And then Roy was like, no, no, no. We don't know. We don't know how these people are going to react. Let's just build the things people expect. Yeah. Except pirates. Except pirates. We're not Nobody likes pirates in Florida. That's the one where I draw the line. But it wouldn't be a, a, a resort revolved like 100% around tourism. That's what I'm saying. It, it was going to be like a, 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 a city. The eternal right? question like is, with would, businesses would he... And, Residential would he have pushed Epcot across the finish line? 
would he have gotten to build the city or would all of those problems of building a city still have been problems even he couldn't have overcome? That's the question, right? We'll never know. No, we won't. We need a Marvel What If episode to tell us <laughs> if, if it would have happened or not. I, mean, I don't know how far out he was thinking, so I don't know how fast he would have started construction. I, yeah. I would assume if he started building it, he would yeah. have finished it if he lived that long. I don't, well, eventually they, they ended up deciding, like, okay, Epcot's phase two. Phase one is resort hotels and Magic Kingdom and the lake and the lagoon. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. phase one. Yeah. Would I, he have arrived at that decision, too? Who knows? We don't know. But obviously, no, obviously, things at Disney World would have been different, right? No matter whether Epcot got built or yeah. not. In total, if he had lived another 10 years, everything would probably be very different from what it turned out Hugely to be. Hugely different. Like, yeah. like, we probably wouldn't have the Epcot Center that we, we know and love. No, because he probably would have been like, oh, we can't do it the way I wanted to. Do something else. Right. We'll move on to something else. Right. Yeah. So, so, like... Our, everything like our, our our childhood memories about Disney yeah. vacations would be different because yeah, probably. there probably wouldn't be an Epcot Center with 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 figment. There would be no figment popcorn bucket. Oh. Yeah. Are we really right now blaming Walt Disney? <laughs> yes. Are we saying like thank God Walt Disney died or we wouldn't have figment? A little bit, a little bit, right? Come on. I, yeah. I, be very different. I, I mean, that was the number one ride on this list, wasn't it? Tony Baxter would have still lived. <laughs> I don't know. If, if, if Walt didn't die, there'd be no tweets about him rolling over in his grave. <laughs> yeah. None. He wouldn't still be alive now. We, you we under, sure? He would have invented sure? something. I mean, the oldest person ever lived would, is older than he would be now, so I don't know. <laughs> But they probably didn't live off of martinis and cigarettes. Either. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, he lived a happy uh, life, you know. You know? <laughs> Each their own, yeah. you know. Yeah. I didn't live with that stress. I would have smoked every day too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it just—I it, mean—it's interesting to think out. If you like, let's say he lived another ten years. That—that's that, a good kind of marker, like like 75. Yeah. Rather, well, I mean, I'm saying you could accomplish a heck of a lot in, in those 10 yeah. years. So, yeah. so yes. He would have at least seen the opening of Disney World. Drastically yeah. different. Yeah. 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 So obviously, I mean, we could speculate all day as to if Figment wouldn't live or, you know. <laughs> but, but it, a lot of it's speculative, but I think it's agreed upon that no matter what, the death of Walt Disney changes the face yeah. of yeah. the whole thing, right? So anyway. Number two. I swear to God, it's Figment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, no. <laughs> the opening of Epcot Center. The park originally named Epcot Center to reflect the ideals and values of the city. It was constructed for an estimated $800 million to $1.4 billion and took three years to build at the time the largest construction project on Earth. The parking lot serving the park is 141 acres and can accommodate 11,211 vehicles. And then there's grass areas that hold another 500 plus. <laughs> Happy New Year's Eve, you're welcome in. And while the park would officially open on October 1st, the entire last week of September was dedicated to cast and construction worker previews. Some guests were also invited to preview the new park September 28th to the 30th along with cast, but then on October 1st, 
Richard Carson and his family were welcomed as the first official family before Card Walker, Florida Governor Bob Graham, and William Ellinghouse of AT&T unveiled the dedication plaque. While Spaceship Earth would have, ha would have its formal grand opening that day, the rest of the park would wait to have ceremonies throughout the month. But nonetheless, Epcot Center came into being. The 21st century began October 1st, 1982. I think at two moments in time, Walt Disney Imagineering has built the most incredible theme parks of all time. I think it was Epcot Center and Disney Sea, And I don't think I've been anywhere else that compares to those two places in their prime. How long did it take to build? Three years. Three years. Tron that is, is on a year, Tron that is, is at in least year, year five and a half now. Less than Tron. Yeah. We're, at, we're, at, we're at, Tron has just entered year five. Fourth anniversary just happened. Yeah, so, no. Is that what it yeah. is for? Since groundbreaking. So, yeah. Since groundbreaking. <laughs> Not since we announced that that was four and a half years ago. <laughs> but yeah. Can you believe oh, it? My. And the Walt Disney of, Company just—they won't speed up. They don't care. You just keep punching them in the face. They're like. Nope, we like money. <laughs> but think about you it like this. You can keep punching, I'm going to keep my money. This park was a, was a big compromise, right? This was, we can't do the thing that Walt really wanted to do. It's too big, yeah. it's too grand. We'll do this small thing. And it's the largest construction project anywhere. Yeah. But mm. it also wasn't a compromise, yeah. right? Because I look at it as the magnum opus of all the creative people that Walt worked with. Like the Imagineers he worked with working alongside this younger generation of Imagineers, a lot of which will go on to make the next decade, decade and a half, two decades of stuff, like Tower of Terror and Indiana Jones and all of those things. They all learned their craft here with those original Imagineers and built, I think, like, a, so many people have a hard time picking their favorite thing from Epcot Center because everything was so damn good. Yeah. Right? Like, you look at that first lineup, and it's a kid in a candy store. It's like, you don't know, I don't even know where I want to go first. Hydrate. It's Everything is so good. Um, the Italy booth. Always bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Italy booth was bad even The then. 1983 <laughs> Italy booth was just oh. terrible. <laughs> the little limoncello bird was yeah. there, though. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. I think as a kid, I remember going to Epcot and we used to spend so much time in the front of the park that for years, I didn't even know Canada existed. Yeah. Like we'd always start left and head to like Mexico, yeah. make it to like the American Pavilion. My father would take a nap, my mother would sing. We'd just turn back and go back yeah. the way you and came? Like, <laughs> no, and then like we'd make the next country and be like, oh, park closed, all right, everybody out. <laughs> I grew up in Kansas, I didn't know Canada existed either. <laughs> Oh boy! But yeah, I swear it wasn't until like years later, and I was like, I didn't even know these countries were here. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. But Epcot is so much of the defining identity of Disney World, too, right? We talk about. I think the two things that define the character or the personality of Disney World are the resort hotels and Epcot. I think everyone knows Epcot for better or for worse, whether it's the drinking park or what they know it as, like. Like you don't, there's no other Epcot. They never built another Epcot. It is very much a Disney World thing. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. its own thing. And despite even the eradication of all the original things in it, um, it still manages to have a personality all its own despite getting a bunch of cartoon rides thrown in it. I, I've seen things on social media, people from like California that are yeah. Disneyland people, right? Too cool yeah. for Florida, all this stuff. 
and like almost moved to tears when they go to Epcot for the first time yeah. just because yeah. they've heard about it their whole life. Yeah. And they go, and even now in whatever we, whatever this version of Epcot is, yeah. pro I think by most people's definition right now is probably the worst version of Epcot that's ever existed. Yeah. Um, and even now, it's it, it has a powerful draw. It still um, has such a legacy behind it that yeah. it still tells good stories. Uh, and you know, Italy booth is still terrible. But other than that, I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. morphed into this sort of really a, a just a blank festival ground um, with yeah. a, with a cool backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but it's still the story of Epcot still resonates with people. It always has been uniquely Disney World. When, whenever you see it mentioned by other people, because people can do Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom, and they kind of mesh the two together, but people talk about Epcot, right? Like, like, yeah. like yeah. I'm going to Disney World, I'm going to Epcot. Like, I've been to Epcot. and so It's the only park it, people it, don't get the name wrong, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Of all yeah. 12 Disney parks yeah. in the world, it's the only one no one ever gets yeah. the name wrong. Because yeah. Disney doesn't put their name in front of it. That's, yeah, that's fair. Disney's Epcot. Is it Disney Epcot? Epcot? Is it Disney's Epcot? Epcot? Should we start as Disney's Epcot and then change yeah. it to Disney Epcot? Like even like the California Magic Adventure. Kingdom, it's like the Magic Kingdom. Now yeah. it's, Magic, now it's Kingdom. Just Magic Kingdom. Disneyland was the Magic Kingdom at one point. Then it was Disneyland Park. Like It's the only park where, like, sure, there was Center used to be on there. And at one point, yeah. they used to put the year at the end. We won't <laughs> get into that. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, it's always Upper been Epcot. Uppercase, lowercase, right? yeah. It's always yeah. been Epcot. Yeah, now we're shouting it again. All caps. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's been my response the last like 10 years. Epcot! <laughs> right. yeah. But so, look at like the, the stuff that is the most original. Like, people still cling to it. I, if you had told me when I was a kid that the only thing left standing from your childhood is going to be living with the land <laughs> and people are going to just, oh, it's going to be like a fan favorite, I would have told you were insane. <laughs> I said you were nuts. Right? And then now it's like, everybody get on the veggie boat. Yeah. Well, it, but as a kid, you always kind of want to steal one of those cucumbers, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> Someone's dream finally came true. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> number one, lady steals the cucumber. Uh, yeah. We said a lot like about Epcot, because like, it's kind of weird having the announcement of Epcot and, and opening in the same, like, in the top ten. I mean, yeah. that just shows how powerful it is in, in people's yeah. memories of Walt Disney World. Because not only did we put the announcement of, hey, we decided what to do with this Epcot thing, and this is what we're doing, but the actual opening of the park, they're both here in the top ten. That's crazy. And, and yeah. so we said a lot about Epcot already, but, I mean, it, it just, I think it speaks a lot when I look back at, my early Walt Disney World trips, and I remember distinctly more about Epcot than I do the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I, and I it's fair. It really do. That that experience was just very different and very special, and, and it was unique properties. Uh, like, you know, it was imaginative properties. As original storytelling. Yeah. 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 And, the and power so, of original storytelling. Yeah, so it was cool to go to the Magic Kingdom and, and see those story book stories that you've watched the films yeah. and now they're coming to life that, that yes there's a place for that yeah. but Epcot was was different and and so I think that's what just stuck out to me and in the good and the bad like I like I said that in, in a different episode it was like you know I also remember my parents dragging me around the countries and yeah. they'd be like yeah. just please go Dad, back please go back, back to future world please. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah how that changed over time right like world <laughs> show no one wanted to go back there and then I don't know the front got so bad that eventually people are like 
should we go back there? <laughs> and like, there's alcohol back there. Did you know? Should we walk you past the construction? here. You can drink. What? I have no idea. We always used to just go to the front. Should we walk past the construction walls on the left? To get to the back, or the ones on the or right. No right. Guys, there's yeah. beer back here. Yeah. My, my, I knew somebody who, who hasn't been here in, in about 25 years, and he moved back to Central Florida for a job, yeah. and he was so excited because they were they were huge Disney fans when they lived in Central Florida, went all the time, and he was like, the first place we're going is Epcot, and I just laughed. I was like, good luck, good luck. He's like, what, what do we do? What, what, you know, tell me all the new things that we could do there. I'm like, just, uh, just lower your How do you feel about rats? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. picked up. You like food cooked by rats? <laughs> we Sit picked down, up some company right? today from the airport, and one of the people, um, he hasn't been to Disney World since he was five. Mm. So on one side, I'm really excited to see his reaction, and everything. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm kind of like. We don't have to go to Epcot if you don't want to. We, only have three <laughs> we days. can go to Pandora for four <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> uh, I'm like, don't make yeah. Epcot your first park, because like you're just. I mean, it can only get better from there. I guess yeah. it's just like, yeah, don't walk past the construction walls, and there's some stuff back there. I know people are always saying to me like, oh, I still love Epcot. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Epcot. I don't know. Like it's just that park, more than anywhere, is just kind of painful. Yeah. It's just real painful because it's like, all right, yeah, we had a lesser version of it. But even like 2000s Epcot, I'm like, I'm okay with this. this mm -hmm. is like fine. Luke Skywalker sure. still loved his father at the end. <laughs> he was like a totally different thing. But his father was thing. redeemed in the end. Right. I don't see, I'm not going to lift yeah. this construction wall and, oh, it's still <laughs> under here. <laughs> yeah. The heart is buried somewhere in that sinkhole in the middle. It's hard right now with the construction wall, so it's hard even to like. Without them, I, don't I know, know, even without them, I get it. But it's just like, let's let's let them build this, and and then we'll see. I I, I think it was once Illuminations got out of there, that was like the last kind of like I don't even care Someone to be here. Someone said at night with that they're now. like, how many funerals we're gonna have for this park? And I said, no, this is the real one. Like, this is the final one. This is, like, yeah, you can talk about, oh, they got rid of Imagination. Oh, they got rid of Horizons. Oh, they got rid of this. No, Illuminations was the yeah. actual burial because it? it was, like, this, they are finally just giving up on Epcot being an educational park. Yeah. And this they is built no a longer huge about, tombstone in the middle. It's now, like, everything else, it's now, it's now we're going to promote our intellectual properties under the yeah. guise of, Either they teach you about discovery or they take place in foreign places, you know? <laughs> Those are well, no, no oh, in Canto, oh, that takes place in Colombia. Oh, we have a Colombian pavilion, oh. No matter what was taken out of the park before Illuminations left, I at least had that one thing that I truly loved and, and could just walk around the lagoon at yeah. night and enjoy Illuminations, and that's gone. Like, so it's just like, I. There's not much reason to go there unless you want a pigment popcorn bucket. So it brings me back to, thank goodness I've got open because we got the pigment popcorn yeah. bucket, despite Walt Disney's, you know, yeah. what Walt would have said about it. So, you know, it, it just it all. Goes I back. think he would have loved. He would have. No, he. Oh, he. He would have built done. Discovery Bay so Figment would be green and not even be here. He'd be at Disneyland. There, so. there would have been. Yeah, he would have been on his television show with Figment fluttering around him. It yeah. would have been Walt Disney instead of Nigel Channing, in, in the event. Walt wouldn't have called him an animated little. <laughs> 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 nope. 
Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> it would have been Walt's moon face. <laughs> oh, God. With a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> We're good on Walt Epcot. would have loved that I'm refrigerator. Because if we could, we could talk a lot more about Epcot starting in October anyway. All right. Take a wild guess, but here's number one. Cucumber. The magic. The grand opening of Walt Disney World. Oh, what a surprise. That was an important day for sure. What a surprise. <laughs> nailed it. Oh, completely man. shocked. They always, every time we do a countdown, the opening of the park, and everyone's always like, oh, really? Like, oh. Like, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, what do you want people to vote for? Anyway, if it was a spy mission, did someone just explode? I don't know what happened. If it was a spy mission to buy the land for Walt Disney World, it was a military one to build it. Two of the principals were Admiral Joe Fowler, who helped build Disneyland, and General William Joe Potter, former governor of the Panama Canal, uh, one of the number two one and the oh boy, governor of the Panama Canal, one and the number two construction man for the '64 World's Fair. And while land clearing began as early as 1965, it was May 30th of '67 when the large-scale reclamation project of the property began. The first step was the infrastructure. Roads were built to get equipment in. 55 miles of canals and levees were dug, and 7 million cubic yards of dirt were removed to create the Seven Seas Lagoon and prop up the site of the Magic Kingdom. This land will allow for most of the original Magic Kingdom layout to be built on the second floor with access uh, corridors known as Utilidors below. Those would house a lot of the behind-the-scenes facilities and allow casts to travel outside the view of guests until MGM was built and then Sabrina would ride her bike <laughs> the outside. Right. Yeah. Of course, this was a highly unique construction project and it faced unique challenges. In addition to the two original hotels, the Polynesian Village and the Contemporary, three other hotels were planned around the Seven Seas Lagoon. Look at that, good timing, Jake. There it is right there. Uh, the Asian Resort, the Venetian, and the Persian. Of these, only the land for the Asian Resort was prepped and would later become the Grand Floridian. That's a fairly different idea. <laughs> <laughs> Both the Polynesian Contemporary uh, and oh boy, both the Polynesian Contemporary originally were 12-story towers, but the Polynesian design changed before work on the hotels began in 1969. Disney contracted U.S. Steel to build the hotels using a unique form of modular construction. Despite popular misconception, this wasn't so. The rooms could be slid in and out of place for modification later, so the rooms could be built off-site for greater speed in construction. <laughs> the factory sat near where Port Orleans currently sits and could produce as many as 15 rooms a day. Disney would own the land and U.S. Steel would own and run the buildings, though there are some sources that say Marriott and Western International were to handle operations. At this time, Disney, Disney had never run a hotel since the Rather Corporation ran the Disneyland Hotel. However, U.S. Steel fell behind, went over budget, and each modular room was almost five times the original expected cost. So Disney bought out U.S. Steel for $50 million, which is reportedly what U.S. Steel originally paid Disney for the rights. Mm -hmm. There are different stories about the specifics of the deal termination. Some report that it was before construction ended and Disney finished construction themselves. Others say the termination was in December of 71. It's hard to tell the real story, but we know that at some point the finishing work was done by Disney employees working until and through the last minute of September 30th, <laughs> 1971. We told these stories at the Golden Jamboree a bit. And of course, the rest of construction had issues too. Actual construction began in April of 69 and originally thought to cost 100 million. The budget had grown to 400 million at that point, <laughs> and there were constant delays. 
Uh, even before vertical construction began, Disney was met with strikes by the International Union of Operating Engineers, stating almost as soon as the starting almost as soon as the land clearing began, with things becoming violent before the dispute was settled on February 16th of 68. Disney originally hired J.B. Allen as the contractor as he had done extensive construction at Disneyland, but after saying he couldn't make the October 1st, 71 opening date, he was fired and replaced with the company's own engineer, Peter Markham, and Buena Vista Construction was formed. The iconic monorail line also had to be constructed. Two concentric lines and a spur to the maintenance and storage barn were built, totaling six miles of track. The beams themselves were constructed as individual spans, each 25 inches wide, up to four feet thick, and between 90 and 110 feet long. They were cast off site in Oregon, uh, shipped to Florida for installation, and four of the original 10 Mark IV trains built by Martin Marietta were ready for October 1st of 71. Disney held another four-day event in Orlando to showcase a more finalized plan than the Epcot film on April 30th of 69. Here there were models and the 17-minute film were shown to the public. Uh, corporate involvement and sponsors were announced. And most importantly, this is when the name officially changed to Walt Disney World. Uh, as the sun rose over central Florida on October 1st, 1971, the management and cast of Disney World braced for the expected onslaught. The fall date was planned to help manage crowds. However, newspapers and Florida Highway Patrol estimates had pushed that number into the hundreds of thousands after opening day at Disneyland ended up being an overcrowded disaster. Walt Disney World didn't have the same grand live star-studded opening day special. Those events happened later in the month. Opening, uh, October 1st was just to be opening day. And by the end of that day, approximately 10,000 people had visited the Magic Kingdom. Uh, that was it. Uh, although the crowds did eventually show up, uh, they just were scared to show up on that day. So, But Walt Disney World opened eventually after a few weeks. was a huge success. And the rest is history. 10,000 people on the first day. That's like, All with that gimbals. was like July 11th. Yeah. <laughs> All the vloggers. <laughs> Think about that. Like how many people are in the park on an average day right now? We're not at 50 full, to 75,000. We're not at full capacity yeah. right now. We're still over 50, you know, 75,000 people a day, right? Yeah. You could take, what, 100,000 in Christmas maybe? Yeah, 90 to 100, yeah. 90 to 100, 10,000 people. That would that'd be awful nice. Yeah. People were scared. We saw this like with Galaxy's Edge when that opened at Disneyland. Like people stayed away because everyone was just convinced it was going to be a nightmare. A nightmare. So people were like, I don't want to be in the middle of that. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Same thing happened with the, the famous story, the LA Olympics, right? They thought the roads were going to be closed. It was going to be a nightmare. Everyone left town. Yeah. <laughs> everyone left town. The highways were empty. Why didn't they ever do Utilidors for any of the other parks? I think they felt like they needed them. I think with Epcot, like Epcot had some Utilidors in Future World. I think with Epcot, yeah. once they built that park, they realized, oh, we could just design the park in a way where there's easy ways to get around. Yeah, because there's literally a road that travels like the complete outside yeah. of Epcot and literally all of those lands, yeah. if, you, if you think about how it's set up, all those lands really just butt up against that outside yeah. area. That's just how they started master planning all the parks, just with yeah. a more, I don't know, it saved them money for sure, but also like, yeah. if you don't need them, don't build them, right? You know, you never see that in any of the other parks other than Disneyland, like people going through areas in different costumes because they, they, they figured it out later. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a really good idea with the um, like cubes to slide in and out, but uh, <laughs> 
They never took them back out. No, well, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. A little bit more about how uh, Florida land like, and settling. Yeah, that yeah. was the big. Yeah. That was the big issue. Is that the whole yeah. thing just settled, and then they were like, and now they're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've ever stated the contemporary, a fun thing to do is as you walk out in the in the main tower, as you walk out towards. Uh, the balcony, you'll you'll realize there's a change in elevation. Yeah. Because the rooms have settled, so like you start going down, and then like you have to step up onto the balcony. You're like, oh yeah, that's settled a bit, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The guests have really had to settle lately too. <laughs> oh boy. Bum I love Frozone. <laughs> they hold, their pillow, hold their pillow in the air. This is great. Yeah. I agree. This is the biggest moment. I'm glad you Disney World history. I, they I, think, built, I think we got it right. They built the most unbelievable thing, right? Like yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I forget who the gentleman is that says it on, on there's a famous television bit where they have this guy stand there. He's like, you know, all these, all the cities in the world, all these master planners have tried to do what Disney has done and it took this Mickey Mouse organization. He said somewhat jokingly, but he's yeah. very serious. He's like, no one has done it but Disney. They figured it out. He mas they master planned the most incredible city on earth. Yes. These waterways and this monorail system and these underground tunnels. And the, the monorail literally parks inside this hotel in the middle of the atrium. Um, it, it was unbelievable. No, nothing like that had ever been done before. Yeah, and I just find it very ironic that Disney's got all of this figured out and then you look at the city of Orlando <laughs> and there's like no transportation. We will have, we will have one highway and it will yes. go up the middle. <laughs> we'll have a bus system. There will be no other, can we, I don't know what the solution is, but it involves it toll shoot, roads. Does it shoot off into other highways? Put them no, <laughs> it does yeah. not. There's this other one that goes out to the side and all the yeah. way up. But none we'll that have come a bus that runs down the city, but we'll only go to half the city. <laughs> we have the worst planned city, and it's mm. got to be yeah. the worst planned city in the U.S. It's very yeah. bad. No, which is hilarious because no, it's our literally... traffic's not as bad as other places, but it is a really poorly laid out city. <laughs> it really like, is. What do you know? When's the last time you left property? When's the last time? Just to come to celebration? I lived in New York I went all the way to celebration. The last time was the Maxi Van Trip. Yeah, the Maxi Van Trip to Bucky's. I have been to many cities, thank you. Yeah. I've been to Los Angeles, New Orleans, Tokyo, Japan, all these places. Tokyo's laid out very nice. It's very nice. Train system's amazing. But no, Orlando's bad. The fact that that one, you get this one highway, and there's some, at some points there's no way around it. You can't get away from it. Well, and yeah, you my can't I, dis I disagree. As someone who used to have to get around Orlando a lot, I almost never drove on I-4. Yeah, but those but you had to get around. No, there's a bunch of I east dare to west. you to live in Champions Gate, sir. Champions <laughs> Gate is not Orlando. <laughs> that is not Orlando. Those poor people sit there for hours every yeah. day. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. Well, and now with the way construction's done on I-4, it's like its own escape room. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> Those same people doing Tron. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, the train, people are waiting for that train to start running too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, but yeah, Disney World. <laughs> That's why yeah. we're all here. So good job, guys.
They good built job. <laughs> yeah, what, good what job. What you say about it? We, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this show yeah. every Thursday night. Because this park yeah. opened, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you for building this park. Yeah. <laughs> we agree with it being number one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what else? What could be a bigger moment than You could have the other know. 49 moments without well, it, really. And that's Eric. Me yeah, being born, one of the biggest though. moments of my life. I know. That, that's, well, that's what's wrong true. with I mean, these we'll lists, right? Cracker to the opening yeah. of it, so. Th that's but. where these lists get so weird. Because yeah. when you start thinking, well, that couldn't happen without that. There, I is, know. It gets there is one countdown we did where the park opening was not. Studios. Yeah. It was 20 or 25 most yeah. studios. I think Tower oh, of Terror was totally. number one. No, yeah. if we're doing a single park, I could yeah. totally see the opening of the park not being as yeah. big as a as But the opening of Disney World with resort right. hotels and the massive lagoon yeah. and an electrical water pageant and yeah. all of this. I mean, if we yeah. did Animal Kingdom, we probably would have put Pandora ahead of the opening. And the opening of Animal Kingdom didn't even crack the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because somehow Figment still be. The opening Pandora. of Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah. The opening nighttime makes sense. <laughs> Number one moment, the addition of nighttime safaris. They had speakers that made hippo noises in the trees. The hippos are on this side, but the speakers on this side. Oh, hippos, you missed the real hippo. Oh, hippos are in the trees. We're going to add in a, 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 a lovely sunset, which you can see nonstop. You mean the five o'clock till nine o'clock? <laughs> you are entitled to go everywhere the, the light touches. <laughs> the jumbotron. Oh <laughs> We're gonna put you out with animals, but we're not gonna put headlights on the vehicles. There's gonna That's be this constant light drivers. blue light, just this kind of bluish light for miles. <laughs> Your eyes will love it. <laughs> None of the animals are going to be out because they've lived here for 20 years and they've never been out at this time. Why, why are there no more helmet and guinea fowl? We brought in these dogs that specifically only are up at night, but we started them earlier, so now they're used to being up during the day and they still won't be out. God. We should do yeah. a whole episode just about the yeah. nighttime safari. Kilimanjaro Kilimon uh, safari future. nighttime, where all the animals gather at their gates. <laughs> back to the future. On, so we yeah. need to do another Back to the Future. It's probably almost time. It's almost time for one. Anyway, <laughs> nothing else to say about Disney World? No, great. Cool. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> all right. We talk about Disney World every week. We have a, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue our celebration of 50 years of Disney World with March Madness. Of course, we're counting down mm -hmm. the 64 biggest uh, essential, or battle, essentially, of the, of the 64 biggest or best, best. scenes I'm from so attractions excited. in this the history the best of Disney World. So the fifth dimension versus the stretching room, mm -hmm. you know, the backside of water. Versus, I don't know, Chuby the Merchandise Bird. Is that a scene? I don't know what the scenes even are in that ride. I have no idea. So we get to pitch scenes that should be in this. Yes, yeah, so next yeah. week we're going to put up a big oh. whiteboard and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to take suggestions. All right. It's going to take an hour and a half. Oh, it is. But we're going to sketch out what the 64 are going to be. Um, and I think what's going to be really hard, I realize, is, is there are some attractions where we're going to want four to six scenes oh, sure. in a haunted mansion. Sure. And that's not going to happen. We can't yeah. have that. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of good arguments, I think, next week on the show, too. But <laughs> if you're a Wigs member, stick around. We have a post show coming up. And remember, super. kids. Wait. What? What's super chat? I'll read the super chats. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, there are. Cool. I'm getting used to this new, this new 
we have our own jumbotron yeah. over here. I'm not gonna lie, it's caused me a little bit of anxiety every once Oh, you don't like while. this red flashing, like, this giant oh jumbotron? It's yellow now. Now it blacked out, it's oh, gone. No. <laughs> Much like us all in an hour. Uh, $2 from WW Mickey, Peppa Pig theme park fun! Yay! Yay. We need to buy, I need to buy an I Survived the Daddy Pig roller coaster hat. <laughs> Watch so out for Mr. Bull. So let's do it. Watch out for Mr. Bull. Uh, $20 from Mitch Nickel. My wife is there tonight with her mom. Make them play a game. We don't have a game. <laughs> There was no game tonight. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have a game. Yeah. They're here, though. We've checked on them. They're still here. Uh, $5 from Samantha. This is to crowdfund Tom getting new glasses. What's wrong with my glasses? <laughs> because you said you couldn't read the Super Chats earlier. <laughs> the TV's like 40 feet away. It's really it's, far. It is. Five dollars. If Disney was still alive, our lives would be completely different. I think that's fair. Alex, thank you, Alex. Was we have a lot. Hashtag firewall loader. <laughs> no. Please stop. Five dollars from Jesse. Tried to buy a shirt on Carousel of Products, but it's down. We're down. It's, Check it. Checking right now. It's because Nick plugged it so well yeah, earlier yeah. that yeah. he broke the internet. <laughs> the Genie Plus team built it. <laughs> Carousel Products is down. Oh no. Rob, what are you doing? We promoted the hell out of your shirt. You're not even up right now. We even now. talked about Deep in the Plus tonight. Well, go, go to Nick's Maxi Van site. We have some shirts. If you there. want, we're still open. I have the shop open here for like another 30 minutes. If you want to come, come down to Orlando and buy a shirt. We have them all in stock here in the front. Yeah. Is that it, Jake? That's it? Cool. Well, was there, there was one more. No, you don't want to see that one. No. Oh, it was a bad one? I don't know. <laughs> if Jake doesn't want to see it, Jake, should I read it? It, it must be bad. Oh, it's not working. No. The Revenge of Tom by Bob Chip. Oh, that's fine. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> we sound like someone's cursing me out. I get those every day. I don't know. It doesn't affect me anymore. <laughs> right. Here we go. And remember, kids, all of this is Walt. This is what Walt wanted for all of us, including Figment. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>